Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. As always, please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and we'd love to hear from you. So feel free to comment on any of our videos. The last few weeks in Real Talk, we've been talking to real people, people that are part of our church family who have real stories. And so today I'm here with my friend Tom. Is that short for Tomothy? No, it's no? not. Okay. I'm here with my buddy Tom and Tom has a story. Just like I have a story and, and you have a story. One of my favorite kind of stories is stories of redemption. Tom, you have a story of redemption and in many ways, all of us do. The thing that jumps out to me about redemption though is to get to redemption, stories require brokenness. And so we have to walk through some hard things as God redeems things in our life. So you kind of have a journey that has some brokenness in it, some dark moments. And so if you don't mind, can we just go right at that? And would you share some of your story with us? Absolutely. So my broken, most broken point and darkest moments had to have been while I was incarcerated and I was looking at the rest of my life in a very dark, hopeless place. And I was filled with shame. Mm. I was filled with guilt. And I just kept sinking deeper and deeper into that shame and guilt. And I thought there was no hope, no redemption, nothing to bring me out of that. And that I was, I was doomed. So talk to me about like what, what does that feel like on a, just an everyday basis? You wake up in the morning and like, what does it feel like? It's very depressing. It's, you don't want to wake up. You don't want to get out of bed, especially in those places. It's, it's a very sad, mm. sad point of my life that I, I don't like to revisit it because of how broken I was. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I was a mistake, mm. that I was a piece of garbage. Mm -hmm. So even, even in those darkest moments, you probably had some days that were okay. Like what, what, got, what got you through the day? Thinking of my family, my mother, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and wanting to be the son that she deserved, that she wanted, and trying to be a better person when everything around me was bad. And that was very hard to do. So you're incarcerated and you know, you're in a place that there's a lot of darkness just around you. There's a lot of depression around you. I mean, I think it's fair to say that all the guys that are around you, they're not having great days either, right? So how does that weigh on you? Just the environment that you're in? Well, it kept pushing me down deeper into the, the hole of depression and uh, hopelessness. And uh, being observant, I saw a group of men who didn't seem that way. Uh. And that made me curious. So what happened? Actually, one of them approached me and asked me if I would like to go to church with them. Really? And your initial reaction is what? My initial reaction was no. Yeah. And why? It just, it wasn't my scene. It wasn't what I did. I was 
in those places you had to portray being a tough, yeah. uncaring, unloving person. Yeah. And to me, that was the opposite of what I was growing up thinking church was. Yeah. So what happens though? At some point you, you go? I took the invitation and I went and I'll never forget it. I still get goosebumps when I think about it because as I walked into the chapel, there was an inmate pastor who was serving three life terms, letting the other men know that you're forgiven. Whoa. No matter what you've done, that you're not a mistake, yeah. that our God doesn't make mistakes. Hmm. And that if you take him into your heart, you can be forgiven and have a new life as well. Mm -hmm. And I sat and cried at those words, at that thought that maybe that's all the lies in my head aren't true. Wow. That there's another way and I continued to go. Yeah. And I joined a men's Bible study and the more I went, the better I felt. It was as though I was climbing out of this pit of despair, just an overwhelming sense of hope and joy and freedom. Cool. So, I mean, First of all, it wasn't an overnight thing, right? Like you just said, you just kept going. You kept leaning in, you kept learning. You probably asked the questions. You're watching a lot and just taking it all in. And it's a journey, right? It's a story. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's not a light switch. I didn't find God and change my ways instantly. Yep. Uh, I still, and, and continues to still make mistakes. Uh, I just try to be a better person every day and let these men guide me and show me that you don't have to do all these other things that were rotting your spirit. Yeah. That there's things you can do to build your spirit. I mean, the reality is you're, at that point, you're still in prison, right? And you're still in prison for a while after that. So how does your, so your circumstances don't, I mean, you don't like, hey, I met Jesus and now, yay, it's a fairy tale, everything's great. No, like you are still in prison. The circumstances are the same, but how does like your attitude start to change? How does your heart start to change then slowly? My attitude had changed from despair and hopelessness to hope, wanting better, mm -hmm. not only for myself, but for the people around me. When prior to that, I was uncaring, unloving, unforgiving, and I was looking at everything through a new set of eyes. I started to actually talk to other men and not associate with the people who didn't care and just wanted to prey upon other men. I actually wanted to be the guy who, are you hungry? Can I help you? Can, even though we're in a dark spot, yeah. there's still hope that can be given. I think it's fun to look at stories of redemption, kind of look back on them and you have a different appreciation maybe than when you were when you were in it. We all have a story. We're all living out this journey. And to be honest, like I know for me, there's some things in my story that I don't really want anybody to know. I'm almost like embarrassed or ashamed of them. But 
you've kind of leaned into this and said, I'm not, this is not a part of my life I'm embarrassed by because God has redeemed this so much so that I want to help it, I want to use it to help other people. You actually use your journey to, to speak into other people's lives. Tell me about that. I do. And at first it was hard, but then through talking with other men and praying and listening for the answer that I feel that I went through the things I went through to help share my hope, my light, that there is another chance, the same way I heard that you can be saved. There is good news. We don't have to think that we're a mistake. And once a week I go into a local facility and I speak to the men and I let them know that you can hit pause and restart mm -hmm. and that it doesn't happen overnight, but it's, it's a journey and it's one step at a time. And when you get to share your journey and encourage them, like, what does that do for you? How does that impact you getting to now share your redemption with them? It, it really, uh, it makes me feel good that I can share that with them, that they are so much more receptive to hear it from somebody who was where they are. Right. And, and that being said, they are much more willing to say, let me listen to Tom and hear what he's saying. And then I get a chance to see these men when they get out and uh, it really makes me feel really good. So I just think it's cool because we all have a story and God is writing this journey of redemption in each of us. And as Thomas just said, you know, we can look back on our past and we could maybe kind of hide it or be ashamed of it, but God is writing your journey so that you can use it to help other people. I hope that brings incredible hope to you this week. Thanks for joining us on Real Talk. We'll see you next time.